4: And normally I start the show by stating good morning. And what I try to portray is a sense of optimism by stating it three times in a row. I'm not going to do that right now. How many more times does it have to happen? How many more times does it have to happen? How many more times does it have to happen? Are you next? Am I next? Governor Hochul to fly flags around the state at half staff today is completely useless. Symbolic. We don't want symbolism. We want action. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The FDNY EMS lieutenant fatally stabbed outside the station in Queens. She was working for you and I. And as Mayor Adams says, she paid the ultimate sacrifice. 61-year-old. Lieutenant Allison Russo, a medic assigned to a nearby EMS station, was headed to a deli, a deli, when she was randomly attacked, according to authorities. The suspect didn't say anything to her. It was totally random, according to an EMS worker at the scene. Hurricane Ian could be the deadliest in Florida history. And We're coming right back to the uh, EMS story in just a second. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and President Biden are pausing their attacks on each other as the hurricane is taking center stage. DeSantis, known as a fierce political opponent, took the high road And did the right thing. And so did Biden. As leaders have to put aside differences when disaster strikes. Here was Governor DeSantis giving credit to the Biden administration.
2: When people's lives and their property are at risk like this, you know, we all need to work together regardless of party lines. Uh, the Biden administration has approved our request for a pre-landfall declaration and did that very quickly. So, so we're thankful for that. You know, obviously, as this the impacts are known, uh, you know there's going to be more requests, particularly uh, for individual assistance for Floridians that may have been displaced. You know, and it's my sense that the administration, you know, wants to help. I think they realize that this is a really significant storm. Uh, Uh, And there's a lot of people that, you know, we're working with the locals. We work very well with them, of course, at the state level. Uh, But we really need everyone working together to make sure people uh, have their needs tended to.
4: Biden says the president that he will visit Florida and meet with DeSantis when conditions allow. Here is what Biden had to say.
1: It's totally irrelevant, but I'll answer it, Okay. In fact, Very fine. He complimented me. He thanked me for the immediate response we had. He told me how much he appreciated it, said he was extremely happy with what was going on. This is not about whether or not anything having to do with our disagreements politically. This is about saving people's lives, homes and businesses. That's what this is about. And so I've been I've talked to him four or five times already. And it's not a matter of my disagreements with him on other items.
4: They talked four or five times. That's good news. It's really good news because the people of Florida need help. We are taking your calls on Florida, the EMS worker. We already see the calls from Boston the Freehold to Yonkers, other locations. We're taking your calls. Before I get to the next story, I'm about to mention 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. AOC. This is just too much information. With all the serious things going on around the country, in Florida, here in Astoria, why in the world do we need to know that when it comes to birth control, you use an IUD? Why? Why do we need, besides you and your gynecologist and perhaps your boyfriend, why do we need to know a sitting member of Congress uses an IUD? I'm sure, AOC, that you are not the first member of Congress to use an IUD, and you won't be the last. AOC talks about her choice, literally, of birth control, to make the abortion debate uncomfortable for, quote, Republican men. But first, EMS lieutenant stabbed to death in Queens. She was grabbing food at a bodega, stabbed by a crazed maniac Thursday afternoon, as she went to grab food in a completely unprovoked attack. The fire commissioner, Laura Kavanaugh, says that it was barbaric. That's an understatement and an unprovoked attack. A 24-year veteran of the FDNY stabbed at Steinway Street and 20th Avenue in Astoria, A few hours ago, at 2.20 p.m., she was rushed to the hospital in critical condition, but died of her injuries. She was outside Station 49 in Astoria when she encountered a 34-year-old man. And the man pulled out a knife and viciously attacked her, stabbing her multiple times without provocation. In a minute, we're going to your telephone calls, but I want you to listen to what the Acting Fire
3: Commissioner, Laura Kavanaugh, what she had to say. At 2.20 p.m. today, Lieutenant Allison Russo was on duty at Station 49. While outside her station, she was stabbed multiple times in a barbaric and completely unprovoked attack. Members of EMS serve only to help and save other people's lives. To be attacked and killed in the course of helping others is both heartbreaking and enraging for our department in ways I cannot describe. Lieutenant Russo exemplified FDNY EMS. She served the city for 25 years. She was a World Trade Center first responder. She was cited multiple times for her bravery and her life-saving work, and she was absolutely beloved on this job. She is the 1,158th member of the FDNY to die in the line of duty and the second member of EMS to die in the line of duty in the last five years. Our hearts break for our entire department and her family. And so
4: this coward, after he stabs her, he, he fled to his residence on 41st Street and barricaded himself inside. According to police, NYPD negotiators were able to get the suspect to surrender, and he was taken into custody. And now to the police commissioner, Commissioner uh, Sewell. Have you folks noticed that she says all the right things? She says all the right things publicly, but nothing
3: ever gets better. Listen to the police commissioner. Today, our city is grieving. The New York City Police Department stands united with the FDNY and the entire city of New York as we mourn the tragic loss of a dedicated public servant. This deadly, senseless, broad daylight attack on a uniformed EMT member is a direct assault on our society. It is the latest consequence of the violence that we relentlessly fight in our city. The information we have is still preliminary and is subject to change. Chief Essig will give the details of what we know so far, but we do know this. We can never tolerate this violence in our city. It has to and will be stopped.
4: When? When? When will it be stopped? When? She says all the right things. The situation doesn't get better. It gets worse. The commissioner, her heart may be in the right place. She says all the wonderful things, but when does it get better? The reality, folks, and we see all the calls. I promise we're about to get to them. The reality of the situation is this. The next nut maybe listening to this show right now, certainly is paying attention to the news coverage of this. And the next nut is planning the attack, the next attack, their 15 minutes of fame right now. We just don't know about it. Something in his or her mind, probably his, is telling him this is something that must be done. And what's the worst? Uh, you, you know, I I'll go to jail for a few years, but but that's it. That that that's it. I'll, I I'm gonna be somebody. I'm gonna be a star. That's the sick logic. I'm gonna a, a picture of me is gonna be in the newspapers. And then when when I say what should happen to them in jail, then then some people will complain that I should not be stating that on the radio when we all know what should happen to them in jail. There are some of us, and and I never thought that I would state this, folks, but it's reaching the point, and I'm not trying to be reckless, but it makes one wonder if an eye for an eye, it's, I I just, I don't have the answer. And I am tired of, of, of doing these stories and seeing innocent people die and so in addition to serving the department for nearly 25 years she was a 9 11 world trade center first responder and has been cited for bravery multiple times she was loved on the job and as you heard the fire commissioner say she is the second EMS member of the FDNY to die in the line of duty in the last five years. And Governor Hoku, I wish you the best. I really do. But this doesn't cut it. At half staff and to to issue a statement on Twitter in which the governor says New York's first responders deserve to return home safely. Really, Governor? At the end of their shifts. The governor says our hearts are with the family of the EMS lieutenant who was killed while delivering care today and the entire FDNY as they mourn this tragic loss. This is what the governor said on Twitter. Let's start with uh, the telephone calls right now. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I I often... uh, Talk to Jennifer uh, uh, up in Boston because Jennifer pays attention to these situations all around the the country. And I really feel that she has the pulse of the people. And so even though she's up in Boston right now, I'm going to begin our phone calls this morning with Jennifer. Again, because I feel strongly that Jennifer has the pulse of the people. Good morning, Jennifer.
5: Good morning, Dominic. Um, thank you for your kind words. I wish I was talking about something different. In fact, I wasn't in a call tonight. I, I was laying down, snuggling with my dog, and I heard the 10 o'clock news. And I heard about this poor woman, um, Allison Russo Elling, and I couldn't believe my ears. My, my blood ran cold, Dominic. I literally started trembling all over. I thought, what the hell is happening to us? And why are we allowing It's happen? Uh, I, yesterday, on I Thursday, after I talked to you, you did a story of a 17-year-old high school basketball player that got shot in the face and killed in broad daylight, six o'clock at night, on a doorstep. I mean, hanging out with some people. And then there was an 81-year-old woman raped by her criminal next-door neighbor, her sex offender neighbor. And then you have Elizabeth Gomes. This is just in the past, what, two, three days, and these are the only the ones we're talking about. And this is just in your city. I'm not even going to talk about the other ones. The, I mean, the five-year-old boy in Chicago that was shot being buckled into his car seat, the, the autopsy report that came out today on that poor woman, the kindergarten teacher in Memphis, the 34-year-old mother or two. It's, it's, it's beyond words at this point the level of of darkness and depravity that this country has sunk into. And then you have these self-serving people like Hochul and the rest of them. Like you say, they're fine with words. Where is their action? Has Hochul stood up to brag? Has she stood up to the losers of the assembly, uh, the state assembly? No. She's out for herself. She's out to make money and have privilege and, and, and promote herself. She's not a public servant. She's self-serving. They all are now, Dominic, for the most part. And I pray to God to your state and the city of New York, where my daughter, the goddaughter, lives in Manhattan, that please, Zeldin will win this election. And if he doesn't, God help us, because we are a, we are in a really, really, really dark place. And people, when I heard Audrey last night, I was. I was so sad for her. I remember she just had her 70th birthday. She shouldn't have to be in fear to go out. I shouldn't have to worry for you, Dominic, when you go home at night. When they head out to your car. It's wrong. It's all wrong. And I'm sorry I'm upset. I'm grateful that you listened. But that woman, Alison Russo Ellen, she led a life of meaning and purpose and service, and she gave, think of the countless lives she touched and saved, and some depraved, savage individual stole her life, and these wonderful people, they're being, the best amongst us are being stolen by the least amongst us, and somehow as a society, we're allowing it to happen. People use your vote. Think. Don't feel. Think. Think about what's the right thing to do, and not just what you've always done, but what you need to do to make things right. And thank you for your time,
4: Dominic, and take good care of yourself. Well, thank you, Jennifer. I want you to please um, try and calm down. Maybe, um, maybe have a cup of tea and and sit down and just, just, just try and try and relax. Listen, it's a blessing that you started this by stating that you, you were just cuddling with your dog so You're please okay. go cuddle with your dog, and and maybe perhaps try not to think about this, because Thank it's enough know. to blow one's mind when you really focus on it. Thank you for the call, Jennifer, and and I really hope that um that that you feel better, uh, as it relates to all of this. Let's go to Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
6: How are you? you.
4: I, I I've been better, but but go ahead, Tony.
5: Before and hold on one second. and I, I
7: don't know if you feel this way, but this is all th- th- this woman who most recent victim, who was one of our heroes, nine eleven. This, you know, is really. I agree with the caller before me. This is really heart wrenching, you know, because these were people who were working in our city. And lately, between what's going on in Clifton and the things that are going on in the city, I worked in the city, I just feel like we're in the twilight zone. Or there's another one, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's like people are running things who are not on our side and are not taking care of us. And that's how I feel every day when I go out. And I look forward to my voting. And I'm strong. I'm encouraged by that. And, like, we talked about Mayor Giuliani and men like him. But in the meantime, there's, like, two things going on when I look at everything that's happening with these killings. These, To me, they're targeted. To me, we're not being told a lot about what's happening. But the fact that people aren't telling us here's what we know, here's what's happening, here's what we're going to do. That tells me a lot about the people who are in charge. It's like they're from like some other planet and they don't really care that this is happening. You know?
4: Well, I, I really feel more more than ever right now, Tony, my, my job is to listen, to, to, to listen to all of you and, um, and, and how you feel. But but it, it's it's really sick because we we don't know who's next. You're you're an you're an EMS lieutenant, right, Lieutenant Allison Russo, sixty-one year old medic, assigned to an EMS station a, a half a block away, and she's going to the deli to get some food, and I I really. I don't. I don't want to make this any worse, but I want you to think about this. This is not a a um, a Hollywood movie where where the person is shot once and they they fall asleep and and then they're gone. To be stabbed repeatedly, and there are nuts everywhere, and we are giving them a free pass via our political leaders. To do whatever they feel like doing, and so Tony, I, you know you, you met, you're from you're in Clifton, and this is not a phenomenon that 's just new york city based it's it 's all over the country, and it, it, it's at the point of when when is someone going to do something to represent the people? To represent all of us, I, I thank you for the call, Tony, and and have a uh, a beautiful morning uh, as much as humanly possible, given what we're talking about right now. Let's go to John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
8: Good morning, Dominic. It's a pleasure to talk to you as always.
4: Um, thank you. I feel so, the same
0: way. Go right ahead, John.
8: Uh, so just a real, really, really, really quick story. Um, right now, I'm married. And I'm happily married. I have my own business. But a few years ago, I was out on the streets. And um, one, one night, somebody, I thought I was being given uh, a, a blunt for marijuana to smoke. Next thing I knew, I woke up in an ambulance. And um, what I found out what happened was I blacked out. But people told me that I was sitting on the floor screaming my head off. And they're like, it was like the semen The Exorcist, except your head didn't spin around. And what I found out I took was a spoon called uh they're calling it on the street Spice. It's uh it's that K two stuff that uh came out a long time ago. They they were saying you could smoke it instead of uh because it won't show up in your uh system. Is that potpourri stuff. It makes you go crazy. Um, I've seen a lot of homeless people, especially when I was on the street, it'll turn the nicest person, it could turn them into a complete lunatic. And I know for a fact, I don't know about New York City, but in Newark, maybe 90% of the homeless people are smoking it. And after they smoke it, they get violent, they get vicious. I don't even think they, they know what they're doing. And I think that's what's going on here. It's not like all these crazy people all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere. I think that that's the drug that's causing all this violence. and Well, no I, I appreciate
4: it. you being so candid with us, John, but the same way that the NYPD cracked down and lawmakers on this so-called uh, K2 uh, synthesized or whatever you call it, weed, that had people, for lack of a better term, bugging out, if people are doing what you're saying, John, they all need to be locked up. They all need to be locked up. We, we society cannot take this any longer. no one now now everyone American citizens, and I didn't want to say this, but American citizens are doing a better job i mean, and I mean this in the worst possible way at terrorism right now than the terrorists are. Because you never know these days when it's going to be your last minute on earth. You don't know when the person standing next to you may just pull out a knife and, and and stab you. And for, for what reason? And, and John, John, you, you may be correct. You, you may be correct for why, for why this is happening. But the moment that, uh, the police notice that that an aggressive behavior by these individuals, um, if they violate the law, they need to be locked up immediately. They need to be locked up immediately. Wait until I tell you later. A man that uh, in Yonkers um, attacked an Asian-American woman. And I mean, he almost literally beat the life out of this woman. And now he's looking at 17 years in, in jail. And thank God. Thank God. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to uh, David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind?
6: Good morning, Dominic. I hadn't heard about this until I turned into your program this evening. But I'm sure with a high degree of, of Certainty that this person is likely mentally disturbed in some form and what we really need to do and I, I get upset when people try to politicize this stuff what we need to do Democrat Republican independent or whoever is figure out how to get these insane people off the street as a blind person I very rarely leave my apartment anymore because almost every time I go out I encounter some person ranting to themselves or someone who's acting bizarrely. And I could tell that without being able to see. These people need to be taken into custody. They need to be treated with whatever type of drugs is required to keep them under control. And they need to be kept under lock and key, probably indefinitely in some of these cases. Like that guy that beat that woman nearly to death and might have blinded her at the Queen's subway station. That person should have been put in a mental institution years ago and never let out. But we don't have the will to do that because it's expensive, because we're worried about people's civil liberties. Well, guess what? I have civil liberties, too. And I don't like being a prisoner in my apartment because I'm afraid of the criminals and the crazies which seem to have taken over our city and a large part of our country. And I'm saying this as a liberal Democrat. Okay, so we need to stop with the politics and the racial stuff and get to brass tacks and do something about the mentally disturbed and the drug addicted crazies.
0: Well, I, David, uh,
4: there have been times in the past when you and I uh, may disagree on on parts of the uh, of a given issue. I I agree with with everything that you just said this morning. it's, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's too much to bear in terms of what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I don't understand how a person can say they're a public official representing the people anymore. I think it was Jennifer or the caller after her. They're, they're representing their own self-interest. You're not representing the people. How how could you be representing the people With the way things are happening, David, I I thank you for the call. And um, I, I do not want a situation as a blind person that you feel that you cannot leave your house. That's not fair to you. That's imprisoning you in your own home. And that's that's not right. And it may be the reality for David right now, but it's not right. Folks, we are talking about EMS Lieutenant. 61-year-old Allison Russo fatally stabbed outside the station in Queens Astoria. Uh, a medic in the area. She was headed to a deli to get some food when she was randomly attacked. The man didn't say anything to her. He just stabbed. It was totally random. He just stabbed her to death repeatedly. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. And at 1245, we will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. A lot is going on. And with that, folks, it is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated News Talk radio morning show in New York City, weekdays from 6 to 10. Here Sid says Joe Behar Behar, uh, and other liberals are crying about climate change after Hurricane Ian tears through Florida.
0: Do you know what the nickname is for the University of Miami sports teams? Miami Hurricanes. You know why? Because they get hurricanes down there all the time. Some are worse than others. But it's not like we saw a, I don't know, blizzard in Palm Beach. They get hurricanes all the time, evidenced by, once again, the Miami Hurricanes. Yet, Joy Behar, this hateful American, she's the worst. And she made it sound like yesterday... A hurricane coming to South Florida, that's gotta be climate change. Never happens.
6: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. I heard you were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Carter.
9: Hello. Tell me where you have <laughs> You know. <laughs>
4: We are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I I see all of your phone calls about this uh, EMS lieutenant fatally stabbed uh, by a a madman in Astoria uh, Thursday afternoon. I'm going to come right back to that. So please just bear with me for one minute here. Jennifer and the caller after her talked about self-serving politicians. Bingo. Bingo right to the point that I'm about to make right now. All that's going on in the world, you don't know when it's your last day on earth with the crime problem and the mental illness that we are experiencing. And AOC shares way too much information. As I said at the top of the show, why in the world do we need to know that when it comes to birth control, that AOC uses an IUD, why do we need to know that? Outside of your gynecologist, why, why do we, the public, need to know that you use an IUD? Do you think that you're that important, that you're the one woman where everyone should even know your gynecological history? Do you really think you're that important, AOC? A sitting member of Congress, You represent one of the poorest districts in America, and you're telling us about an IUD. What about the message that you're sending to young girls? And you're telling them that this member of Congress, we're going back to EMS in one second. This member of Congress uses an IUD. Now, she says that she did it, to make Republican men uncomfortable on the issue of abortion. As a talk show host, I'm uncomfortable. I don't understand why I need to know that you use an IUD. So in the clip you're about to hear from AOC, and then we're going right back to the EMS stabbed uh, lieutenant to death, Listen to what she's saying about abortion and economics, and take a listen to this, folks, AOC.
9: Abortion is an economic issue, forcing poor and working-class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child, is a profound economic issue, and it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large-scale employers and to employers to be to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. And so, the idea that um, that abortion and access to abortion is somehow not a profound and central economic. And class issue and class struggle um, is certainly something that I think a person who's never had to contend uh, with the ability to carry a child, um, you know, it, it belies that perspective.
4: Wow! So, reading between the lines, what AOC is saying that, uh, oh, that if if women can't have abortions, then you are creating a permanent underclass for large corporations for them to have workers. So I guess that's connected dots with conspiracy a to connect the dots to conspiracy B to C D E F G and on and on. And then you put it all together and you have one big conspiracy as it relates to abortion on a day like today on a day like today, where the best that the governor has of the state of New York, Governor Hochul, is to fly flags statewide at, at at half staff on a day like today where a fire department EMS lieutenant is fatally stabbed going to get some food less than a block from the Astoria uh, house where, where, where she worked at. Let's go to Sean in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. What's on your mind, Sean? Are you with me? Okay, Sean's not there. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Let's go to uh, Julie on Staten Island. Good morning, Julie. What's on your mind?
10: Yes, hi Dominic. Um, you took they took my thunder here. I'm just pretty upset what's going on and everybody I know what that call is but what I wanted to say and I changed my mind since I've been listening to all all your call I had a feeling that all of a sudden, I don't know, it seemed to me, all of a sudden all these men these uh, mentally ill people are attacking one day after another, every day it seems to be another one and I had a thought that de Blasio during COVID had emptied out a lot of the jails with the excuse that he, uh, for COVID, we wanted you know keep everyone safe, we gotta get them out of jail. I had a thought that maybe, I don't know if there's any more mental institutions that people go to that they can get help. And did he possibly decide not to send anybody to a mental institution any longer to get them the help that they really need? Is something going on that all of a sudden, every day, every single day, it's so heartbreaking. This last night, a, a young girl got shot in the face and she died, and her family's out there today with the balloons, and and you feel so bad, but none of these families are saying what they should say and yell and scream at the mayor, at the governor, at this Schumer. Every week, every Sunday, he's on TV moaning about something so stupid that doesn't really even make a difference for our lives here in New York City. I don't get it. It's just outrageous. They should be screaming, I would say. Scream, yell their name, Say, please, do something. The mayor, he's got the swagger. He's, he's doing his own thing, and he's all happy. And don't question me where I go. I just go my own way. No, no, these families that, their poor family members are being slaughtered or or tortured. They can't go out of their apartments. They're so scared to walk the street. This is horrible. This is just a nightmare that I feel like I'm in a bad dream, and I'm watching a beautiful city that everybody got along. I worked in the city for many, many years. I don't work now anymore in the city. But for many years, and we never had this. We never had a look around our shoulder. Everybody, not everybody, but you know what I'm saying. Most people the hell long. And this is a nightmare. And nobody's saying, especially the families that are being so brutalized. And nobody's coming forward to the front of the cameras and call them out. Hey, what, a, what are you doing? You gotta help us. What the hell are you? Oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to use that word. I'm sorry, Thomas. I'm just a little upset.
4: Well, to say, Julie, that you're a little upset um, is an understatement because all of us are upset right now. We're, we're all upset, and um, it, it's it's just a horrible situation because. No one knows who's next. No one knows like like I said julie um the next nut is is probably planning their attack right now, and we don't know who the victim is we We don't know this is the world that we live in in twenty twenty two because progressive politicians emptied the uh mental hospitals right, the rights of the victims, I mean, in terms of the, the, the patients, So they, and to save a dollar, of course. So they, they emptied the hospitals, and now progressive politicians come along. The right of the criminal is the most important thing, and these people with mental illness are watching this. They are watching that you may spend a few hours in jail, and, and then that's it. They're watching all of this, and so in their warped minds, this is their time to shine, and and it's horrible. Julie, I I thank you uh, for your telephone call. Folks, we are going to take a break. I see all the calls from uh, Boston, Brooklyn, Yonkers, New Jersey, Staten Island, Denver, Colorado, other locations. We are going to take a break. When we come back. Dominic Carter and coming up at the top of the hour Frank Murano and the other side of midnight
6: WABC. these are the chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC
4: he should never get out of jail The man who punched an Asian woman over 100 times in Yonkers, 100 times pleads guilty to a hate crime, faces 17 years. The man pleaded guilty to hate crime charges for punching and stomping on a 67 year old Asian woman over 100 times in the lobby area of her Yonkers building earlier this year. She was rushed to Westchester Medical Center and treated for bleeding on the brain, multiple facial fractures, and bruising and cuts to the head and face. 42-year-old Tamel Esco is charged with assault as a hate crime and the unprovoked attack. Notice the common denominator in everything these folks these in everything these days, folks, unprovoked attack. According to his plea agreement, he'll be sentenced to over seventeen years in state prison, state prison with five years of post release supervision. And you have to understand for many of these losers, all state prison represents is three hots in a cot. You know, it's what they want anyway, somebody to take care of them, to feed them. And, and But at least in this case, Mr. Esco, you'll get exactly what you want here. So as the woman approached her building on Riverdale Avenue in Yonkers on March 11th, Esco called her an Asian, I'll let you fill in the rest, before he attacked her from behind. Brutal surveillance footage released by the Yonkers police show ESCO, punched the victim in the head, knocking her to the ground. We are taking your telephone calls. A sad day for our region as an FDNY EMS lieutenant, 61-year-old Allison Russo, fatally stabbed outside the station, the EMS station, fire department station where she works, She was a medic and she was headed to a deli to get food when she was randomly attacked. He didn't say anything to her, totally random, took off running, ran back to his apartment, barricaded himself in his apartment. it's It's amazing to me. And then the negotiators, the NYPD negotiators were able to get him to surrender. It's amazing to me. So. you're allegedly mentally ill, and you stab her fatally, but you have enough sense to take off running. You have enough sense to barricade yourself in your apartment because you know that you've done something very, very wrong. But yet society says mental illness. Andy B. on Staten Island, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
8: Tom, I keep wanting to call you up and have some fun and laugh and have some jokes. Then all of a sudden, late afternoon comes and I hear a news report like this. And you're all I think about, bro, because I, I know it's breaking your heart as bad as it can break anybody's heart. It's and Andy, just it, just it's, it's, it's breaking
4: my heart. It really is.
8: Well, it, it re- I can't
4: be any more I, candid anymore. The, the, this is not the city. It's that I grew up how- in, loving, and it's 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 just horrible, man.
8: I almost can't believe it, and I know it's going to send you into politics one way or another. Well. And there is an answer. It's called well, you know.
0: <laughs> called like, Andy,
4: Andy, can't- let 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 me say this. Um, if I do one day go into politics, all politicians have to talk the talk. But you better believe that my attitude on every single incident will be uh, maximum time. I was going to say fry him, but sometimes if I say something that's a little too far, you know, the very sensitive peoples and emails, Dominic is stating this on the radio, and it's not fair. When I state what should happen to them on Rikers Island, oh, Dominic shouldn't say these things on the radio. And so I, I have to be careful what I say. But if I do go into politics one day, Andy, you will hear me smile and, and be pleasant and professional. But believe me, my politics will be hang 'em. And who don't like it, I don't care. They're not my constituents. My constituents, them. I don't want to hear race. I don't want to hear, oh, he's black. Black people are being, you know, punished. Oh, he's Latino. Latino people are being punished. Oh, he's white. He's Asian. I don't care. I thank we, you for the telephone call, Andy. Law and Wait, I, I I mean, say that again, Andy. I couldn't hear you.
8: You just said the criminals are hearing this. They hear the Nobel. Yeah. They, they do hear. While it. the officer that arrested you is still filling out paperwork. Right, criminals at home eating hot dogs. Right, waiting to you know line up. And <laughs> laughing, like
4: laughing at all of us, Andy. Laughing at all of us. Thank you for the call, Andy, from Staten Island. Let's go to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Michael, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Yeah, let's get this straight. The mayor doesn't give a damn. He couldn't care less. He didn't care about that woman that was damn near beaten to death at Howard Beach. The bastard didn't even have the decency to call her up and apologize to her for for saying that when I'm elected, there's going to be a policeman on every train and on every station. Do you know that the day after Curtis went to that station— There was no cop there. There was no cop on the train. Nothing has changed. He does not care. And as far as Hochul, she will be reelected. The Republican is 17 points behind her, and she's gaining ground. She's in office. Get used to her. She's useless. She's worthless. And the mayor, the same thing. This is what what the people want. They're voting them in. These people, I don't know if they're crazy or what. How could you vote in this lunatic? I mean, you see what he's doing, but they'll put him back into office. And if she runs again, she'll go back into office. I mean, I don't understand. Has the whole country gone crazy? What is wrong with them? The only thing I can say is, you know, they say, well, if you get caught carrying a gun, we're going to lock you up. Well, they can't lock up the entire city. If everybody's walking around with a gun, then that's the way it's going to be. So my encouragement is... Everybody, you can get a gun legally. Can you carry it legally? It's difficult, but you get the license to carry it legally. And if you can't carry it illegally, remember this, it's better to stand before a judge for killing someone who wants. But but Michael, I'm
4: I'm not, I I have to cut you off. I'm not, I'm not going to advocate that. And it's not right, nor professional for me to allow you to advocate that. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
0: Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually have a 32 year old um, fire um, ES, ES, um, EM. I'm just a little nervous, but she no, works. Don't be DC, nervous, EMA, but we're, EMS, we're short on time, EMS, so you got to get to the point. EMS Steve. worker. And basically, what I wanted to say is when the people look at a lot of these mayors and stuff like that, why are they going? I, I don't really think they are going to or can do anything. The problem with these people that's on the street right now, it's not a brand new problem. It started 10, 20, 30 years ago when you had people dropping out of school. Most of these, all of these killers, murderers, crime people, they don't have a job. They don't pay a rent. They don't have a responsibility. None of them have a real life. And this is what they're going around doing. And it's not brand new when you're when you have a large population dropping out of high school year after year ten ten twenty years down the line. what do you think those people are going to be doing?
4: You know what you know what's the when a person is right you, you, you have to give them credit and and you, you, you're calling a spade a spade. When, when these young people drop out of school, we don't pay attention, whatever. and I'm not saying it's society's fault because it's their fault. but you're right. when they drop out of school 10, 15, 20 years ago, what do you think's going to happen 20 years later? They're going to blame everybody uh, uh, you know for, for their failings in life. Steve, I, I, you, you hit it on the head and I uh, you, you don't have any reason to be shy. you made, you made a lot of I'll be nervous, you made a lot of sense there, Steve. Thank you, calling from Brooklyn. Joining me right now, and we're going to try and get back to the phone calls, Frank Marano on the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello,
2: Dominic, TGIF,
4: how are you? Yes, yes, we'll we'll take it. What do you have coming up this morning? All
2: right, well, first hour, as we're going to have updates throughout all four hours on this uh, hurricane. We're going to have some folks calling in from Florida, from Georgia, from South Carolina, letting folks know how the storm is shaping up up there and what the situation is like down there. So I'm looking forward to giving folks an uh, understanding of what people are going through down there. First hour of the program, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything, as we do each and every Friday. We have denunciations coming up a little bit later where I call out those that I think need some calling out. And then three-time Emmy Award-winning actress Martha Byrne is going to join us. Her husband uh, was a highly decorated NYPD sergeant who was actually arrested, she says, that he was targeted by the FBI. She's going to join us with an update on her husband's case. She says her husband's getting a raw deal, and uh, we're going to do whatever we can to uh, find out why that's the case.
4: So another great show is starting in just a minute. I hope so. Well, let's quickly go to Claude in Brooklyn. Claude, you've got 20 seconds. Uh, Please make your point. Go right ahead. You're talking to Frank and Dominic.
6: Hi, Dominic. Hi, Frank. Uh, Good show. Yeah, uh, my sympathies to the family of that poor EMT worker. But I'm going to get right to the point. Here's what works, is you got to bring back the beat cop. you got to have the cop on every corner the way it was back when I grew up. And these criminals know that they can't get away with nothing like they do today.
4: Well, thank you, Claude. I'm sorry we don't have time. Folks, have a great weekend. And let's all keep 61-year-old of Allison Russo of the FDNY who was murdered, stabbed to death. Let's all keep her in our thoughts. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight starts right now.